0: Absolutely not. That is how five-time Olympic gold medalist Missy Franklin answered the question, would you ever come out of retirement for another Olympics? Pretty definitive, right? The former UC Berkeley swimmer is really clear about her pool plans for the next few years, and they involve swim diapers teaching her baby how to swim. She's pregnant right now with her first child due right after the Tokyo Olympics. I started covering Missy back in 2012 at the London Olympics. She was only 17 years old, heading to UC Berkeley. In 2012 and 2013, she was the dominant swimmer with four golds and a bronze at the 2012 Olympics. But then came... 2014, and she started experiencing some pretty severe back spasms at the Pan Pacific Championships. Now, she did make the 2016 Olympic team, didn't medal individually, but did win gold in Rio with the 4x200 relay as a prelim swimmer. So the thing is, she needed a second shoulder surgery, and she never got it. And she says swimming competitively, at some point, became not good for her physical health and certainly not good for her mental health either. So these days, flash forward, she is an ambassador for USA Swimming Foundation. She is super passionate, as you will hear about Saving Lives is Always in Season. It's a program to try to keep pools open year-round to teach swim lessons and prevent drownings. On this dying to ask, how an athlete knows that a sports mental toll is as great, if not greater, than the physical toll, the advice she's been giving swimmers behind the scenes this year, and what it's like to be in your chapter two at the ripe age of 26. Here is the always lovely, always incredibly positive Missy Franklin, undying to ask olympians they're just different sure they're fitter and faster but they're mentally different too because when the body breaks down the olympic mindset takes over and this year with the first ever delayed olympics that mindset is more important than ever my name is deirdre fitzpatrick and i have covered the last 10 olympics for hearst television 20 years of studying and well obsessing about how olympians do life these are the stories of how USA's athletes get to the top of a podium and how you can get some Olympic edge in your life coming out of one of the most challenging years ever for all of us. This is Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. Missy, it is so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you today. Oh, well, you know, it's so funny. I have, I've covered the last 10 Olympics. And so in my personal life, I always measure time by that's the Olympics when I got married. That's the one where I had my first baby. That's when I had my second baby. And now I'm far enough into it that I'm starting to measure things by when Olympians I've been covering since they were teenagers are having their first baby like you are.
1: I love that so much. I feel so similar. It's like my whole life was measured in four year increments.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now it'll continue like that when you have a baby who goes to school and then you've got, you know, preschool and all that kind of stuff. But it's all really good. Well, congratulations. That is a major, major life change.
1: Thank you. My husband and I are so
0: beyond thrilled.
1: We absolutely cannot
0: wait. So it's so funny because I think a lot of people, you know, they always hope when somebody says they're retiring. I mean, I think, I think Michael Phelps ruined it for every swimmer, but you know, we always hope like, will they possibly come out this year, especially you've got a very good excuse to not be going to an Olympics. Exactly. Yes. Love
1: Michael to death. But I think I got the question of, will you be coming back about a million times? And I just wanted to call him. I was like, really? You had to do this to us. Yeah. Well, you know what, in
0: his, de- in his defense, it really did work out well for him. So, you <laughs> know. I get I it. Think upset about it. <laughs> I will you know, be delivering during the game. Yes, so
1: I, I definitely yes will. think that they're going to be a pass for me this year. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you have been so clear though, when people have brought it up, like, would you come out of retirement? You were so clear in saying, absolutely not. How did you make that decision that it was time to walk away? Of course. Well, I think part of why
1: my decision was so permanent was because it was due to injury. So I suffered a shoulder injury in the spring of 2016, and I literally tried for two years to do everything possible to fix it, to rehab, to push through it, to get back to the level that I was competing at, and I just couldn't do it. And I was ultimately going to need another bilateral shoulder surgery on top of the one that I had already gotten. And so for me, I just, I physically could not continue continue with the sport. So that was something that made it a lot easier for me to know that that decision was permanent uh, because I just knew that my body, unfortunately, couldn't continue doing it as much as my, my heart and my
0: head wanted to. Can you talk a little bit about the mental part of it? Because I think, especially after this last year, I mean, I personally am so obsessed with just mindset and where. Do, how do people dig deeper than than they they can? And Olympians are masters at that, but can you talk about like the mental part of dealing with an injury like that for so long?
1: absolutely it is it's so draining and i think the the really challenging thing about it is it just happens slowly over time right you know it's it's it kind of just drains you bit by bit by bit every day when you're kind of dealing with this pain when you're feeling like you're not improving the way you need to be improving and that's one of the hardest things about dealing with injury but it's also what makes them So amazing for experiences of resiliency and courage is that you continue to show up that you continue to fight. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through it's just being able to lie down in bed at night, knowing you've done everything you possibly could do that day. To be the best version of yourself so as hard as injuries are to go through, I think they are some of our greatest life lessons in just seeing what we are capable of and learning how tough we are.
0: Yeah. Have you found yourself now in the role of mentor with other Olympic hopefuls who haven't had a shot at an Olympics yet or Olympians who are hoping to go back this summer over the last year? Because you've heard these like nightmare stories about swimmers who couldn't get into pools, were out of the water for months at a time. Have you found yourself now in that mentor position to try to help people deal with that?
1: For last year, absolutely, it wasn't quite as much Olympic hopefuls, um, but we worked with my husband and I both, so many teams across the country with so many young athletes, young swimmers, that exactly like you said, weren't having that access to pools, to training facilities that were so stressed out about losing their endurance, losing their strength, wondering what they could do at home. And so we really worked a lot with those teams to give them tips, advice, what they could do at home and mentally most importantly how to deal with everything that was going on i think one of the positives of the games being postponed is it's really going to put everyone on an evil uh an equal playing field because they've had a year now that pools have been reopened they have had that access back so everyone who's going to be competing this summer is really going to be competing at their best level from all across the world which i think that's something that's so important
0: to every athlete is just that level playing field I've heard some people say that they expect that like running times and swim times could be just crazy this summer because people have had nothing to do but train. And it was such a stress reliever for a lot of people. Do you think that's true?
1: You know, I honestly, based on what I know with my experience with Team USA and and our swim team, is that we get faster every year, no matter what. I don't know how we do it. I, I really just can't even fathom some of the times that people are going right now. But regardless of what's going on in the world, we always get faster year after year after year. And it's something that makes the sport so exciting. So I have no doubt that there are going to be many world records broken this summer
0: and we're going to see some truly unbelievable times. It's always challenging for, um, not always, but for a lot of Olympians, especially somebody who's had as much success in the pool as you have, it's challenging sometimes to go to that second chapter. You seem to have really embraced this role of ambassador with USA Swimming and still working with your sponsors. It seems like your chapter two, you were having a lot of fun doing it. So what would you say is the secret to to going into that next phase of your life after something as, as huge as an Olympics?
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I think one of the most important things is, you know, you've done what you're passionate about for so long, right? For me, it was swimming. I love swimming more than anything. So when I was making that transition, I knew whatever it is I was going into, I was going to have to be passionate about it. And most importantly, I wanted to work with people that were passionate about the same things that valued the same things. So like you mentioned, being an ambassador for the USA Swimming Foundation, and also being an ambassador for Bridgestone. Being a part of Team Bridgestone has been absolutely incredible. And we're really focusing this summer on talking about water safety and road safety. And that's something that is so important to me, especially becoming a first-time mom. Safety is like the number one thing that I'm thinking about right now. But so we're really trying to spread those messages of water safety as we're getting into the summer, as you're getting your kids back around bodies of water, whether it's pools, lakes, oceans. We really want parents to know that. Swim lessons reduce the risk of drowning by 88%, which is absolutely unbelievable. So it's never too early. It's never too late to get your children or yourself involved in swim lessons to help learn that life saving skill. And then for road safety, I've learned so much being a part of Bridgestone about just tire safety. I know all of us are so excited to get out and visit friends and family and maybe take some road trips. And before we do, checking our tires, inflating them, making Making sure we're rotating them every five to seven thousand miles and evaluating our tread to make sure they're not too worn. Just all those little safety things we can check off our list so that we feel good and as safe as we possibly can as we head into all the fun that this summer is gonna bring.
0: Your your list of things to do are about to increase with the baby. <laughs> You'll see that. So I love, I love the idea of talking about <laughs> getting kids in the pool and making sure they're water safe. My my first son started swim lessons, he was six months old. Guess who his first swim teacher was? You'll love this one. Debbie Meyer. Oh, you have to tell me. Debbie Meyer was his first swim teacher.
1: You are kidding. Oh my gosh.
0: The Debbie Meyer swim school. So it was really fun. So I would tell him, you're in here with that Olympian. And of course, he's 15 now and it went completely over his head and probably still does to this day. But but she, like you, another champion, very committed to making sure that kids are water safe. Do you get in the pool much at all these days? Not too much because I didn't have that second shoulder
1: surgery. I'm still in quite a bit of pain when I swim. So I mm. have gotten in one spot being pregnant, and it felt so good yes. to take all that weight and that pressure off. Um, I do miss it. If I could, I would 100% do it more. It is one of the best ways that you can exercise. So low impact for your joints, your bones, but so good for your heart and for your lungs. And that's why we really encourage people, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you know, it is, there's never a a wrong time to get involved in the sport. Absolutely. Missy, Thank you so questions. much. We are,
0: at, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us and best of luck in a safe delivery. Thank you so much. That energy that you just heard is what Missy Franklin was always like to interview. There are some athletes that you go in and you interview them year by year and, you know, they come in and it's very business, you know, like they're, they get it done on camera, but then, you know, they're a little bit more subdued, laid back behind the scenes. Nope, not her. Every single time she is... That smiley, positive, happy, enthusiastic, and in the moment. And that is what made her such a joy to cover for all those years. You can follow Missy on Instagram at missyfranklin88. You can follow me on Instagram at runreadsip. You can DM me your Olympic questions. We're going to be doing an upcoming Ask Fitz episode. So try to stump me. Or if there's something you've always wondered about the Olympics, especially in this year of COVID... In this weird path that all these athletes have taken, feel free to ask whatever and I'll try to find an answer for you. Please leave us a review to help Dying to Ask grow and we'll see you next time on The Road to Tokyo.